0: You're listening to The Group Sessions, a podcast that bridges the gap between informed public health and healthy mental hygiene. My name is Rob, and I'm a certified mental health life coach and master NLP practitioner. I'm best known for my publications and social media content, as well as individual counseling. Join me on this therapeutic journey while we analyze and overcome issues impacting our mental well-being. What's good, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to group. Um, if you're new here, of course, I'm happy to have you. If you're returning, I'm happy to have you again. Today's topic of conversation is going to explore this concept called hindsight bias. I do want to start diving into a little bit of psychology mixed with philosophy for um this, for this uh, podcast because I've learned that there's an element of moral philosophy that plays a heavy point in our mental health that we don't actually talk about. Hindsight bias is going to be the I knew it all syndrome. I knew it the whole time syndrome, know it all syndrome. Hindsight bias is a concept that was developed in the early 1970s. There was this um, historian slash philosopher slash physician, Baruch Fishkoff. And he attended seminars back in the day and he would observe clinicians often overestimate their abilities to see outcomes like they would claim that they knew it all along or whatever. And as a graduate of psychology, um, he found an opportunity to study the, these particular observations. And so over time, he grew into specializing in the area of bias when it comes to psychology and we, we learned a lot about human behavior from his studies on hindsight bias that was kind of like the smoke and mirrors introduction to psychology and the reason why I felt like we need to talk about this is because I feel like we're all kind of guilty of hindsight bias to some degree and we we need to talk about it here at the group sessions. This is a safe space. Oftentimes, I know that I'll be talking about stuff that make you guys feel seen or maybe make you guys feel exposed and trust and believe it comes from a place of love. Like I've said in past episodes, I honestly do not believe that anybody is just listening to this podcast that doesn't want to become a better person or a better version of themselves. So. By us actually having a conversation and talking about certain things that maybe actually apply to you, it's an opportunity for growth. And I think being able to have this kind of like therapy session without feeling like you're just exposed and somebody's watching you or observing you or anything like that, it gives you the time to have an honest moment with yourself and say, well, does this apply to me? I'm going to tell you from like the jump, this concept applies to you. This concept applies to everybody in just period. This is how the growth of society has evolved. Hindsight bias is what we do. Before we get into today's session, I want you guys to make sure that you give me a five-star rating on whatever podcast streaming platform that you are listening to this on. We are streaming on all major platforms. Also, be sure to leave a comment. Tell me what you guys think of the show Tell me what you guys think of this particular episode, even the last session that we did. Um, Tell me what you guys want to learn more about, what you want to hear more about. This is such a dope journey for me. Um, I will say it's very rare for any podcast to get above 30 episodes, and we have definitely surpassed that, and I have no intentions on slowing down. In fact, my goal before the end of the spring is to make sure that this is a daily updated podcast where you're getting new episodes and new content and new sessions every day. We're going to start off doing that by just kind of focusing on Monday through Friday. As of right now, I can't really promise that we're going to give you guys new content on the weekends as well. But having those two days off gives me the opportunity to schedule content ahead of time. So it's easy for me to post daily Monday through Friday when I do have Saturday and Sunday off. I also want to thank anybody that has been out there sharing the podcast. We are definitely growing an audience. I see the numbers going up. I see you guys. Shout out to everybody in the U.S. that's tuning in. We have a heavy following in the UK. Thank you. And for our percentage of followers that's in India, I see you too. So shout out to you as well. Thank you. I just, listen, my, my dream to allow me to reach people across the world. That is, I could cry like that. That is such a, an honor. Okay. That's an honor. Like it it means more than you actually know that you guys are out here sharing my 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 projects and supporting me and just being a ride or die like that i i'm not even gonna get into that because i'm gonna get emotional but i just want y'all to know that i really do truly appreciate the support and those anytime you like something you i see that y'all are voting throwing those five star ratings up there i see your comments i see you sharing these those little things that you think are like so senseless they go so 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 far this podcast is already on track to becoming one of the top performing podcasts in the area it's going to also become one of the top performing podcasts in the year for this particular genre and just thank y'all thank y'all y'all made that happen so thank you so much Hit me up on Instagram, of course, at Robert St. Michael. Spell the whole thing out. R-O-B-E-R-T-S-A-I-N-T-M-I-C-H-A-E-L. I'm going to be opening up my calendar mid-spring for a handful of clients. If you're interested in taking some mental health sessions with me, I'm happy to work with you guys. I'm going to actually sponsor today's episode and offer the listers um, 50% off your first session. So you get a free consultation out the gate with me just to see if it's a great fit. Because sometimes, sometimes it's not, a, it, 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 you know, but to see if it's a good fit. And then the um, sessions are $50. You get at least, you get an hour. Usually we'll go a little bit over. So like an hour five, an hour 10. You get all of that for $50. Uh, I also make sure that I do check-ins throughout the week. Um, you will get like certain like assignments to help you stay on task and stay focused on the growth and goals that you're committed to. And yeah, so I'm going to offer you guys, um, as a promotional offer, 50% off your first session. And that's just for the listeners of our podcast. And it's probably just the listeners of this episode (laughs) because you got to hear this episode in order to hear this deal. When you register for your free session, just use promo code spring50 that's s p r i n g 50 and feel free you can share that promo code with people that you know and let them know it's a, it's a good way to kind of get like your free consultation plus your first session for just 25 bucks it's like you know what i mean so that way you can decide if you if it's for you if you want to continue with it um but yeah so yeah let's let's jump into today's session let's get into hindsight bias so where do we see hindsight bias have you ever and I know that everybody has experiences I'm gonna I'm talk about like your second hand not your first hand experience have you ever like taught someone something or put somebody on to something or showed someone how to do something or whatever the case may be and months to years down the line they are kind of like bragging about it as if it was their original thought or their original idea. That's hindsight bias. And it's also, it's, it's it's hard to watch because it's kind of like an ego trip. If you are in your, if you're in your calm season, right? If you're in your calm season and you're in your listening season, I think you start to separate yourself from the things you used to kind of like, mess around in and then you sit back and you watch you like wow that was that's that was very childish but you only are able to see it objectively because you're not in it you're watching what you used to be now being in it is also another form of hindsight bias because You're so close and into the activity that you can't really see it for what it is. When it comes down to hindsight bias in society, I think that there is this social collective ego that is so fucking inflated and it's like the bandwagon is crazy. It's crazy. It amazes me how wrong we get things but we get so proud and loud about it. You know, but it doesn't the 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 reality is that it doesn't take much to change a mind. In fact, I would say the most the people that present the most stubborn, the people that present like can't nothing change my mind, those are the ones that's the easiest. <laughs> To change, because all you have to do is plant an idea and they will convince themselves that it is their original idea and they they will defend it tooth and nail. Um, That plus a little bit of reverse psychology and you got yourself a puppet, basically. Convince them that it's their original idea and convince them that you're co- trying to get them out of that idea. They're going to marry that, that idea. They're going to be with it like white on rice. And so we see on a regular basis that there's this collective understanding that whoever has the appearance of an expertise, we follow them. And then when we follow them, we somehow give ourselves license to be an authority on whatever they're doing, right? Y'all remember, let's take it back to Rugrats. Let's take it back to Rugrats. Y'all remember, I know y'all, well, some of y'all remember Rugrats, some of y'all don't. But if you don't remember Rugrats, it was a Nickelodeon show about babies and life told through their eyes. And it was really interesting because the babies were the first person perspective of the experience and the adults were the second person perspective. So kind of like how you have adults in a room thinking babies are just talking babble it was kind of like the babies were talking English and the adults were kind of they were talking English but they wasn't making any sense to anybody that was listening because it wasn't about them and in the series there was this doctor his name was Dr. Lipschitz now I don't know how in the world we got away with saying Lipschitz when as an adult you realize (laughs) you realize that the name Lipschitz is basically like doctor talking shit you know what I mean? And he would give the most ridiculous advice and everyone would just follow it. They'd be like, oh, well, Dr. Lipschitz said da," And they would do these weird things. Now, this was a reflection of a time that it was it was the it was actually the birth of the millennial generation. Those the Rugrats were the first millennials and. Their parents were Gen X's. And so that was around the time generationally where there was generationally where it was important to raise like what is considered a well-rounded child or the most prepared child, the smartest child, the most creative child. And basically raising a child was a science project. You would have to get them into all these extracurriculars and you would want to make sure that they are listening to classical music and doing this is going to make them smarter. Like the millennial generation was essentially raised like as if we were machines um, and we were given missions. and, And that's how we kind of was brought up. So Dr. Lipschitz plays a really big role in the tone of that story from a sociological and a psychological perspective of how parenting was influenced back in that time period and this would have been uh I would say this took place like in the nin- the early 90s just based on the way that they were dressed and the things that they were doing I would say that this took place like in the early 90s or super late early 90s because these were babies so we're talking about they was probably born in like 89 90 type thing and Dr. Lipschitz played a really important role in setting that particular tone but what was amazing is that there was so much bandwagoning happening within the adults in that show You had Didi that was constant, well, all of the adults was like praising Dr. Lipschitz for like everything that that he did and everything that he said without any valid proof, right? Without any valid understanding, just simply off of clout alone. You even had uh, Angelica's mom, you know, she was really into the stock market and like that was all she talked about was making money, investing money, moving money, um, following the stock going up and down. And again, that was a really big deal back, you know, back in the early '90s. This is we're talking about like the birth of like Apple when it was Macintosh. We're talking about the birth of like computer technology when people didn't believe in it. This is when people were like buying stocks for Intel and just stuff like that that nobody cared about. And this was the time that everyone was like, "No, y'all need to take ch- take a chance on." cellular technology wireless tech well we wasn't really getting into wireless just yet but cellular technology was a thing computer technology online technology that stuff was a thing and it was assumed by half to be stupid so it's like you see that flip side where there was really no reason you know as we know that the internet and technology has taken over the world but that general conversation that oh this was stupid and it's never gonna go anywhere you know what i mean is is insane but that is just a bandwagon that people jumped on just like people kind of jumped on this concept of listening to uh recommendations on you know when to feed a how to feed a child what to feed them to make them smarter and all of this different things. Not that there is no validity in strategically raising children, but the goal in mind was to raise the best child. And that's kind of like unrealistic. You know what I mean? We saw so much hindsight bias as like as exampled in that particular show. And I think that it really just opens the door to understanding exactly how our own limited perceptions creates these dream realities in our minds. Because essentially, if you are under the influence of hindsight bias and you feel like I knew it the whole time, it's like, where did you think you knew it from? H- how do you think you knew that? Wh- where do you think you got that information from? I've been new about this, but h- how do you think you knew about it? Or I could have easily predicted that this would be the outcome. And how do you think that you, where do you, what's the source? You know what I mean? So that hindsight bias just creates this like illusionary reality. This is also one of the reasons why things like lie detector tests are not really reliable. (laughs) Because there are people that actually believe their lies. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. People actually out there really believe the stuff that they say. I find that I kind of just, like I said, I'm in that season of calm with myself. And I'm just, I'm so much more quiet nowadays, especially when it comes to disagreements. Y'all have heard me say since the beginning of the rebrand of this show, I argue different like I don't want words leaving my mouth unless I know they're going to a place of value. If I feel like you're just beyond understanding this moment right here or beyond understanding this concept, I'm not going to I don't I'm not going to give it to you. That's a waste of my breath. That's a waste of my time. So I'm in that calm space. Being being in that space allowed me to see where my own hindsight bias is as well, like looking at how other people like commune and gather around certain things. Another example of that is like parties and stuff. Let me try to think who is listening to this podcast. <laughs> I might have to put this episode behind a paywall for subscription because I'm, I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying anything that I'm saying to make anyone feel bad. I'm not doing it, but I'm just speaking these experiences because I know that someone out there can learn from them. And honestly, everyone has felt this. Everyone has felt this. Have you ever been to a party, right? Let's say you're a regular. Y'all know you're a regular. You might be a regular at a bar, regular at a lounge, regular at a function, regular at a game night, whatever you are regular at. And this is the function that shenanigans take place. This is the function where you ain't got no home training. You doing the most. You acting the most. As of now, I'm speaking to my um millennials and Gen Zers because <laughs> this is some shit that you would be dealing with in your 20s and early to mid-30s. Hopefully not beyond your mid-30s, but... Um, you just be out of But it's not It's no age discrimination I think that people are Where they are in their life Lifespan And wherever you at With your experiences Your own But you have go to this function Over and over and over Let's say it's a happy hour Or just whatever it is a par, Like a party Whatever it is But the, you go to this scene Over and over and over And over and over Right And it gets to a point Where you feel like You've kind of outgrown it so now when you're in the environment, you be looking around like, what the fuck is this? This is what we use. This is what we do. You know, you get to that space of this is this is what we do. We do this all the time. That's what we do. Um, and when you're in your calm season, you start to sit back in the back of the room and just start looking at stuff. Like you start seeing stuff for the first time and and you really realize like, When you were in that space being active, you really could not see the bigger picture. You know, you you couldn't see the bigger picture, but in that moment, you believed you could. That's why you came alive in it. That's why you really felt it, you know. And I think that at its core, this is what hindsight bias is. It's not just a choice to say, oh, I knew this this whole time. It's that moment where you actually believe that. It's that moment when you actually feel that way, but you're living in your own bubble. You're living in your own reality. Have you ever, I don't know if you've ever heard of like the whole cliche therapy like session where it's like, oh, well, tell me what, what your experience, what what things were like for you when you were between the ages four and eight or, you know what I mean? Like, like stuff like that. And it probably seems really, really silly to think that somebody can listen to what you're doing as a 35 to 40 year old adult, 45 to 50 year old adult, and instantly connect that to a single point in your past at a certain age that you've never told them about before. But it's actually very possible and it's actually very easy to do. The reason why is because... We relive the same patterns in our lives over and over, just in different situations, and we become more advanced in those patterns as we get older. So discussing ways to challenge the problems that we break down is essentially discussion ways to disrupt these patterns and start new ones. Next episode, not that, well, I don't know if it's going to be next episode, but a couple of episodes after, we're going to talk about how growth gets stunted, how you get stuck at a point, like how you actually get stuck, stuck, like what is the stuckness of the trauma? Um, But anyway, circling back to our hindsight bias. So when it comes to things that you tend to lean into, those objects or moments or activities in your life favor A sense of overcompensation for some type of insecurity now, based on what you're experiencing that bias over, that insecurity can tell us where the history of that emotion is. If you are feeling let's say what I'm trying to think, like, have we been talking about clout a lot? Okay, let's let's talk about like celebrity. Let's say that you are an up you're an aspiring actor, right? And you somehow land a role. This is your starting role, and you're just like so grateful and so humbled and and just so excited to be here. And then over time, you start booking more and more roles and things like that, right? Now, mind you, prior to booking these roles, you were in the starving artist space of your life now you're in a glitz and glam kind of space some of your life and stuff like that and people ask you well how did you get here how did you what what is what was your life before this and you're just like oh well i, I i've always been this person this is always who i've been you know even before I had my um, acting career or I had my acting deal. I've just always been this person and I've just always been this glam and I've always been this thing. But the reality is that you haven't always been this thing. You was something else and maybe that something else resembled what you are now. But if you are walking around in red bottom shoes, I'm talking about Christian Louboutin. I'm not just talking about red bottom painted shoes you walking around in twenty thousand forty thousand dollar outfits and stuff like that you were not always this person you couldn't be this person because you didn't have those resources you didn't even have these experiences to be this person you may have always wanted to be this person but you were not always this person you know what I mean what we do is we look at the pattern of your behavior and we identify where the the um, bruises like kind of like the the soft spot in the the shell and that soft spot is always going to penetrate as deep as it possibly can go and so that's going to tell me as a as a therapist or as a counselor it's going to tell me that you have a hypersensitive nature when it comes to let's say your um your value in terms of wealth or demonstrating your value or being an example of your value, maybe in terms of success or status. This is something that's really important to you because when you overcompensate and your hindsight bias kicks in, it's centered around the concept of status. I'm going to give you all a cheat code. Most people's hindsight bias is centered around status. (laughs) Status is usually where the "I knew it the whole time" syndrome comes in, because you want someone else to be convinced that you are the authority or the expert. Go to people's social media pages, Lord, <laughs> Lord. The, I'm, I'm just telling you. You do you have that friend that um just excessively brags about themselves over and over and over and over and over again just in excess that person is probably prone to hindsight bias you know bragging about themselves telling the world that they are this 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 allows them to say it to themselves even when they don't feel it and what I will say What I will say is that there is a thin line between lying to yourself and encouraging yourself. Now, I would never if what you're doing is your form of motivating yourself or your form of self encouragement, I would never tell you not to do that, even though it probably gets on other people's nerves. At the end of the day, this your experience is your own. So if you feel like you have to kind of inflate yourself for you to get by whatever you're dealing with. I'm not going to tell you not to do that. You know, I, I will tell you to book a session with me so we can figure out another way <laughs> to to get to that destination. But if this is what you're latching on right now and is serving as a, a, a life jacket for you, I'm not telling you to just throw yourself in the water and drown. Vulnerability is real. And whatever it is that we are kicking these defense mechanisms into gear for, there's a reason. There is a reason, you know, not every, not everybody is ready to handle the other side of that band-aid. So take it with a grain of salt. But when you have that person who's constantly always feeling like they have to demonstrate their they are the authority and the expert or they know the authority and they know the expert. Is usually a, an inflection of status. And I'm telling you, when you're in your calm season, you start seeing this stuff for the first time. Um, I, I didn't always notice it. And I've, I've, in my 30 something by years, like I've fallen victim to hindsight bias as well in convincing myself that I knew more than I did or convincing myself that I had a higher status or more importance than I did. Not that I was a nobody. But I'm just saying, like, I can remember moments of me being the person, that person that is just f- annoying as fuck, um, especially in my early twenties, especially then, even my mid twenties. I-, I can I can remember me being that person, and it's it's cringe too, like when you outgrow certain patterns and habits and stuff like that and you look back you cringe but you're supposed to cringe on your cringeworthy behaviors because that shows that you've grown through them it's the people that look back and they're proud of their cringeworthy behaviors that that those ones one of them ones are the problem so the way that we take these steps to start to break that habit of hindsight bias is that we first have to When when we feel ourselves needing to be louder, we need to be a little bit quieter. When we feel ourselves needing to like project ourselves on the space around us, we need to be a little bit quieter because being quiet in that moment where you feel like you need to expand is going to force you to look inward and ask yourself, what is it that I'm feeling right now? Forget about what I'm thinking, forget about what I'm hearing, forget about what I want to say. What is it that I'm feeling right now? And when you can identify that feeling, you can then ask, why am I feeling this way? If you're in a conversation, a group of people that's talking about their yachts and their money and all of these things, and you feel like you're not financially stable or you don't have as much money as them, It's kind of normal to feel uncomfortable, but what we do when we have that hindsight bias kicking, we skip the uncomfortable feeling and we jump into the rescue mode of, oh, I'm going to put myself up there too. It's normal to feel uncomfortable. When I talk to my clients, I always constantly remind them that the goal isn't to feel better, it's just to feel is just to feel you are reacting to a feeling that you're not com- because you're not comfortable with sitting with that feeling. You're making a, a whole reaction situation. It's a whole show now. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be that when people are refle- um, deflecting themselves and inflating their ego. There is a sense of discomfort that comes with that. You know, a little piece of them knows that they're doing too much. A little piece of them. There's a piece of them that has to convince themselves to keep going. There's a little piece of them that hears themselves when they say it. If you're that person or you've ever been that person, you know what I'm talking about. There is that moment where you you say stuff and you're, there's a question of, do I actually believe this shit? Do I actually believe what I'm saying? Does this really feel like it's a 100% fact when it, when it came out of my mouth? Did it not feel a little wobbly, you know? And so talk less and feel more because when it comes down to you overcompensating, you're going to feel a call to action. You're going to feel like, oh, I have to, because if you don't do it, you feel kind of silenced and you feel like you didn't get seen in the way that you needed to in that moment. Listen, y'all can act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about or you want to, but I know you know exactly what I'm talking about when you're doing the most. There's this like tiny little fire that just kind of turns on inside of you and it's just like, "Oh, I, it's almost like word vomit. Like, oh, I have to keep going." And then you start thinking about the fact that are other people believing what I'm saying? And so you keep going even more, and it, it just turns into the you show just for a minute. It's the you show, and you make it the you show for a quick minute, just enough for people to believe what it is that you're saying and so these are those are the examples of how we can break these cycles of overcompensation when it comes to hindsight bias again to reiterate when you have that urge to kind of like regurgitate your ego and flex it stop and just sit with it what is it stop don't skip the emotion part of it stop the the reaction to the emotion and just let the emotion sit reason with it talk to it ask questions what was it what just happened that made me feel this way I'm gonna tell you a a a simple cheat code is that when you ask those questions this is what people pay thousands and thousands of dollars for therapists to do to ask them those I'm telling you ask yourself that question. What happened just now that made me feel that way? That's going to be one of the most healing things that you can do for yourself. That's what I have for you guys today. Um I hope that you got some good value from this. Please share this episode with somebody who may need to listen to it. You never know how these types of conversations can impact somebody. Um I recently had an experience where I had to help somebody through a situation where they were ready to take their lives. And um I actually referred to a lot of things that I had talked to that I talk about here on the show. And it was helpful. It was helpful. And so please this is a message. Share the message. Send it to to your, your friends. Listen to it with your peoples. Ask them what they think about it. Because we all got to, we got to get there and we, we going to get there together. At the end of the day, we going through it because we got to get through it. So we're going, we going we gonna to get there. So thank you guys for holding space for me, uh, with me. Well, for me and with me, anytime that we hold space together, I'm a participant in it as well as a facilitator. So I appreciate y'all holding space with me. Um, I've been your mental health coach for today and I will catch y'all in the next session. Peace.